Look at these man boobs. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Jump the Shark. I'm Ross, and here's the Sonny to my other guy, <laughs> Will Smith's character. Right. I got a one little fight with a sentient robot, and my mom got scared and said, You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> so, this is obviously the origin story for the Fresh Prince <laughs> that we're talking about uh, the magnificent film I Robot. Or no. in Scotland, I robot, I robot, I robot, ay. Here's what we do every episode: take a film that's good up to a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it was off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves in the playground where we spent most of our days. <laughs> Chilling out nice and relaxing all cool. <laughs> and then studied the film separately. <laughs> so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen sharp jumping moment. <laughs> There's a theme to my jokes. <laughs> so Grant, this, this film deals with a man who is partial robot. Um, cyborg, if you will. <laughs> and the uh, question I want to know the answer to, Grant, is if you could pick any part of your body to be a robotic, what should it be and why? I would choose spring robotic legs, and every time I used them, I would say, Go, go, gadget legs! I'm <laughs> a good choice. And I'd make people call me Inspector Gadget, if they didn't, I would jump on them with my robotic legs. Your springs. <laughs> Put a spring through their eye until they called me. I'd be like a mixture of Inspector Gadget and Dr. Claw, really. <laughs> I'll gouge you next time. Next time. <laughs> So you'd be like an evil Doctor uh, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Wasn't that the plot of the film Inspector Gadget? It was, I think. Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> you maybe think I was Inspector Gadget too? <laughs> With Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> did that have French Stewart in it, or is that another sequel I'm thinking of? I think, did the original not have French Stewart in it? Maybe? I did it. Hmm. I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're not doing Inspector Gadget. <laughs> so what, what would you do for, as if I couldn't guess already, robotic penis? <laughs> I'd have a robotic mouth for similar sexual reasons. <laughs> right. Really? So is that it? <laughs> okay, Grant, I want you to do the synopsis as Sonny, the robot from the film. But I've heard your impression of Sonny, so it sounds like a kind of sleazy gent from the the, the war era. <laughs> like some kind of spiv. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to hear you do the, the synopsis as that. Oh, in the year 2035, a technophobic cop, or rather, investigates a crime that may have been perpetrated by a robot, but not likely, eh? Which leads to a larger threat to humanity. Oh, oh, that's exciting. (laughs) 
who, who, who's the main components? Gears, cogs. I want names and numbers <laughs> for this film. Well, I think um, the main player in this one is Isaac Asimov, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> Isaac Asimov's iRobot. <laughs> I write. <laughs> Isaac Asimov would not. Would, it would have put it at arm's length, a robotic arm's length. <laughs> yes, he gets a really weird credit, is it not like? Mentioned by Isaac Asimov or something uh, like that. Postulated by Isaac Asimov. Yeah. So I really we stole the basic idea, but he has nothing to do with the main mm. structure of this. But uh, we've got a director for you, Alex Proyas. Never heard of him. Dark City, which is a really good. Film. Yeah, that's good. Kiefer Sutherland, isn't it? Yep. 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 Um, the Crow. Yep. I've not seen it in several years, but. I'm still guessing I'm I'm still 14 and you might have that thing like I re-listened to Pearl Jam's 10 recently and I was like this just doesn't have the same emotional impact on me that it did when I was a teenager and I'm guessing maybe the crew would be the same It's a good chance and uh, after this film he directed um, Nicolas Cage's uh, Knowing That's, that's not the step up the chain that he probably thought it was. This is the start of the decline. <laughs> and speaking of declines... Um, <laughs> declines? <laughs> yeah. This guy is a decline and a half. Akiva Goldsman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know him from I Am Legend and yeah. Batman Forever, don't we? First podcast. Yeah. And he also wrote The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Dan Brown and Akiva Goldsman <laughs> The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Who would want to watch that? Were they the bad guys in that? <laughs> they were, but... <laughs> got some cast too, if you want some. I've got, got another writer, if you want him. <laughs> Go on then, who is it? Jeff Vinter. He's written... Well, he's only ever written three films, so I, Robot, is going to be one of them. <laughs> he also wrote uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Oh, yeah. That wasn't very good, though. He also wrote a film called Long Hello and Short Goodbye, which... <laughs> Is that not a David Gray song? Long hello and short goodbye. I'll take your word for it. You David Gray enthusiast. Him and his wobbly head. I'm talking about his head. (laughs) Not talking about his penis. Get your mind out of the gutter, Ross. Okay, some cast. Go on then. This certainly is a cast of characters, I'll tell you. A cavalcade of idiots. First up. Willard Christopher Smith Jr. No idea who that is. Who's that? Or to give him his proper name, Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> well, I really want to tell you about three films which are on his ID- IMDb coming soon. Ooh, go on then. I Robot Two. Yeah. Bad Boys Three. Ooh. Hancock Two. <laughs> He's a one-man sequel machine. He <laughs> talked about I Am Legend for a while as well, having a sequel, didn't he? Yeah. I don't think he'd be in that. No. Seeing as he killed himself at the end. He'd probably be a clone or something. Yeah. Bridget Monahan. Bridget Monahan. Delete is appropriate when you find out how <laughs> she's to pronounce her name. She was in Coyote Ugly. Pretty solid. Never Pretty seen solid. it. Pretty solid. Pretty solid film. Is it? <laughs> is it solid as in solid in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> you can't fight the moonlight with that film, Ross. <laughs> no. That's the film which introduced the multi award-winning Leanne Rhymes does. Is it? Now that she's just like an everyday feature of everyone's lives, it's, yeah. good, it's good to know where she began. She's such a household name. 
She, uh, she was also in Lord of War with, with Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. <laughs> I just look for any Nicolas Cage films I can <laughs> in these things. She was also in Ramona and Bezos, and can you remember who else was in that? I've never seen it, so no. Well, we've talked about someone being in it before mm, from another... Jesus. Um, is that a woman or a guy? It was a guy in Transformers. Hey, Shia LaBeouf? No, it's Josh <laughs> Duhamel. Oh, yeah, yeah, We also have Alan Tudyk as the voice of Sonny. Tudyk. Sonny Corleone. Um, good Serenity? Old, good old Tudyk. Tudyk. <laughs> uh, Serenity? Oh, yeah. I like him as Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good in that, actually. I didn't like him in Transformers Dark of the Moon. He was atrocious in that. Oh, I am doing an East German accent and I am gay or possibly just East German. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Because of my accent. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, well, I was going to include the fact that Steve the Beef was in this film, but I think maybe someone has to be in the film for more than 30 seconds before he gets into this section. I don't know why he's like... Sixth build or something. He's built before it goes, like, you know, after the credits, it gives the names and then it goes to the full cast list. Yeah. He's, he's built before that. That's desired. Shall we crack on? Let's fire up this operating system. <laughs> Let's turn on this NS5. <laughs> Let's send the uplink to Vicky. <laughs> yep, I watched this film. <laughs> I like the opening credits. Did you like them? It gives you the the Asimov's laws yeah. of robotics. robotics. Which I'm guessing is the only Isaac Asimov-inspired bit in this film. Yeah. I would imagine so, yeah. I felt like I was trapped in a lava lamp, though. Uh, it was all bubbles and yeah, it was a bit weird. But really, it's someone drowning. Yeah, it's a classy way to start from. <laughs> Death. Drowning in lava lamp. <laughs> it's a bit like an opening for a James Bond film, really, isn't it? It's, it's not exactly very subtle, where it's like... Hinted, like uh, the Bond films. Remember when he was getting his memory back bit by bit, but nothing really made sense? Mm-hmm. It isn't like where the sto- this story is getting unfolded bit by bit. I mean, it gets ex- explained a bit more later on. But right at the start, we know why he doesn't like robots. And you can kind of guess. Yeah, because he has this backstory dream every night. <laughs> yeah. Where a girl is trapped it's... in a car next to him in another car, and a robot saves him. In Akiva's defence, it is revealed a bit slower than that. I mean, you only see him, the robot, reaching in at this point. You don't know about the girl at this point. Well, you see the girl for a split second. Yeah. Mm. Because it was right off the bat. You're like, oh, I could understand why he hates robots now. <laughs> <laughs> But not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll get into that later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then cuts to Will Smith in bed. Yeah. Mr. Beefcake. <laughs> he was built up for this film, wasn't he? It was. This was, this was, this was during his um, I Am Legend sort of phase, wasn't it? Where he got really buff. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air anymore. He was like a buff action star size. But never really did much in the way action films other than these two. Which is ironic because he's still acting like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air in this film. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do you know one thing? You you've often talked about like things that happen only in films. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the things that happen only in films: people sleeping flat on their back <laughs> <laughs> and wearing a hat to bed. Yeah, and having a gun in a hand. <laughs> yeah, you never do that. 
I'll that, just that stick with my gross. hand on his gun, just in case I have a twitch in the middle of the night and shoot the wall. That is gross. He wears a hat to bed. Ugh. And then wears it. You see him in the um, next scene, he's yeah. wearing it. <laughs> but then, what else we see in his apartment as well is, oh look, he's got a ceiling fan, but it's only got one, one prop- blade. Yeah, yeah, one blade. It must be the future. Because <laughs> <laughs> then we see some lovely uh, product placement. Straight off the bat, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The JVC CD player. We might men- be mentioning product placement quite a lot in this episode. Yeah. iRobot, brought to you by the good people at Converse and Audi. <laughs> Do you notice um, he has all that money for all that cool stuff in his apartment, but yeah. doesn't have enough money for a shower curtain? <laughs> <laughs> in this next scene, we just see him with the old, well-positioned one leg to hide his penis. <laughs> Behind little <coughs> Willie Christopher Smith Jr. <laughs> little Willie. <laughs> little Willie style. <laughs> Do you think he sings that to it? <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> um, Do you think during sex he sings Boom Shake the Room? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> I'd like to see him doing the Boom Shake the Room dance with that robotic arm. <laughs> Something else about the scene where he's in the shower, by the way, is... Do you know the difference between diegetic and non-diegetic sound? No. That's... Diegetic sound is sound which is in the film, i.e. the characters can hear it. Right. Non-diegetic sound is sound which only the audience can hear, i.e. stuff on the soundtrack. Right. So, like, post-production. Yeah. yeah. Here, he puts on the CD, and then he's singing along to it. Yeah. Diegetic sound. He walks out of the apart... Whoa. He's getting dressed, the yeah. song's still on. How long is this song? <laughs> and then he yeah. walks out inside his apartment, the song's still playing as loudly as it was within the apartment. Come on, Akiva Goldsman <laughs> and Alex Proyas, is this diegetic or non diegetic? <laughs> Make your mind. This is up. my dumb just don't <laughs> This is my jump the shark moment right there. <laughs> hey, well, there you go. We've learned something today for the else. Um, did you notice when he is in the shower, he has... <laughs> We're spending a lot of time in this, aren't we? <laughs> we'll spend more time in the shower with Will Smith and his little Willy. <laughs> Big Willy style. I think his album was called. Um, you might call it The Man in Black. <laughs> <laughs> I am legend. <laughs> I am as thick as a legend. <laughs> We see he's got the gun underneath the pillow when he wakes up, and then when he's in the shower, he's got the he's gun holster in the shower. Does he just he gradually get more guns as he gets more dressed mm-hmm. in case somebody breaks into his apartment and wants to shoot him? Mm-hmm. Like you, when, you know, once the film goes on and you understand why he hates robots, that still doesn't explain why he sleeps with a gun underneath his pillow. He thinks the robots are coming to get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to save him. <laughs> Don't save me again. <laughs> So he, he goes outside, still wearing that hat. Gross. And um, he sees the, this. You've got some plots set up here because he sees the ad for a new robot as he passes the NS5. Yeah. This is a robot of the future, a robot that can make all your dreams come true. This is important for the plot. Please pay attention to this advert. <laughs> then who does he bump into? Don't jump the shark favourites. Steve. <laughs> Steve the Beef. <laughs> In his cheeky hat phase of his career. Yeah, definitely in his rapscallion stage. Yeah. It's a cheeky hat and a cheeky attitude. It's like a chimney sweep, isn't it? Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim the beef. 
So he goes to see his Gigi, which I was confused. I was like, is Gigi one of his friends? Is he friends with this old lady? Yeah, it wasn't really obvious, was it? Because that could have been her name. Yeah. It wasn't. It's just the most over-exaggerated granny ever, isn't it? <laughs> I love our dialogue, which is basically, oh, you, splitting up with your wife because you're such a burnt-out cop. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you walk away and have a brooding montage? <laughs> you loose cannon. <laughs> then he does the, I'm so cool I can eat a pie walking down the street with a spoon, doesn't he? <laughs> Who, who actually goes down the street eating a pie, though? Well, in Scotland. Because a there's, two, there's, two, <laughs> yeah, there's two, a two different kind of pies, isn't there? There's pies like a pie in America, where it's like a dessert, and there's a pie in Scotland where it's a main course. <laughs> so, there's lots of people who do that in Scotland. <laughs> Some wackiness ensues here, eh? Where he chases the robot, who turns out to be just bringing the old woman the inhaler. Yeah. And what is the likelihood of a robot stealing a Porsche? I'm loving the music here. Somebody though. puts a Tim Weir. <laughs> Did you hear the music here? No. There's some commando style steel drums. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to convince you that this scene is exciting. <laughs> Which... Look, a robot's running and he's chasing it. <laughs> Must be something terrible happening. <laughs> this is almost as good as commando. <laughs> I'll be back, GG. <laughs> <laughs> and we go from one. Really uh, stereotyped black woman to another here, don't we? Well, I don't know if it is a stereotype because it's not the shouty black police chief. It's the oh, I'm very calm. Boy. No, not not the police chief. The woman that he oh right yeah that he gets the bag yeah I'm with you on that from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is very much a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. The police chief here at least isn't as kind of. The the usual character that you'd get where he wouldn't necessarily think too much about it. Actually, could have done with him being a bit angrier though, because I think in Will Smith's case, he's kind of justified to be angry at him. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Like, <laughs> genuinely, what are the likelihoods that a robot's going to turn evil or that the robot that saved him wasn't evil? It was just full of logic. Yeah. And it, it saved the person who was most likely to live. I mean, what's his fucking problem? <laughs> But, and then it's the car driving scene, sponsored by Audi. Yes. <laughs> Which are possibly also sponsored by the PlayStation 1, given by the graphics on display. <laughs> but every shot, you know, you've got to get that Audi badge. Badging. It's got the, ba- the, the logo stitched on the headrest, the logo <laughs> on the steering wheel, the logo <laughs> on the front of the car. It's probably got the logos on the tyres. The logo on the button that he pushes to get his own manual, steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. His manual steering wheel out. And it looks almost identical to the TT, doesn't it? The Audi TT that came out. <laughs> at, at that year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, quite a two, two-dimensional performance from James Cromwell, really, isn't this? <laughs> come by, pig, come by. <laughs> yeah, James Cromwell has a hologram of himself explaining how he died to Will Smith. But only but, if he asks the right questions. Yeah, but he's got it set to the cryptic mode. <laughs> he's got the the you know the two dimensional murder game set to expert. <laughs> it's like Cluedo, but with yeah. prototypes. It was Sunny with the robot arm <laughs> in the USR building. <laughs> I do, I do like the ticker tape here, though. 
You know the yeah, yeah, like the electronic ticker tape. Yeah, and he like walks through it and it breaks. That's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how does this recording work though? What's the logistics of it? Does he then record this before he dies, or is this yeah take uh, information from his brain? Or no, I'd assume it, it it's all pre-programmed. As he was falling on the way down to the ground, <laughs> he's like. <gasps> Comes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would have to record it quite quickly. Build a robot with a heart. Oh, oh, oh here comes the ground. <laughs> See you. Bye. <laughs> By the way, hope you liked your robot arm. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> I guess he was kind of two dimensional after that fall from that height, wasn't he? <laughs> Badoom. <laughs> yeah, so then we're introduced to another character, Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Who once played JFK. Did he? Yes, he did. In what? TV Th- movie? 13 Days with Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. It looks days. nothing like him, but he embodies the kind of spirit of him, which is yeah. quite good. Because we, we got upstairs for some banter. Some yeah. witty banter. They talk to. <laughs> they have a talk, don't they? A sincere yeah. talk. The richest man in the world. What's your favourite bit of banter of this bit? The bit where he adds too much sugar to his coffee. Oh, it's a good one. It's, a, it's it's out in front there for me. Well, link to that. I like the bit where he says sugar, and Bruce Greenman looks at him. He's like, "Is he calling me sugar?" He's like, "I'm asking for sugar." <laughs> just, in a, just in a weird way. <laughs> I just don't have the word please in my vocabulary because <laughs> that's how much of a belligerent cop I am. <laughs> if you met the richest guy in the world. Would you be that nasty to him? You see how many sugars he takes as well, by the way? Yeah. He takes like seven sugars. Yeah. That's another fatty move. <laughs> I mean, is Will Smith bulimic? Is that what the sugars do? Will Smith's just a way to purge. <laughs> binge, binge, purge, purge. It's one of his binge days. That's why he was eating the pie when he left in the morning. <laughs> He's got food hidden inside that hat. <laughs> That's why he's always got one. Just if he wakes up package in the middle of the night. <laughs> he does make a joke about robots as well. Eh? He's a robot racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A robcist? A robcist? A robot racist? A robcist? A robcist? It sounds like he's a robot racist. I can't believe that. <laughs> He hates them, but he loves them too. He can't help himself. It's slightly the other way around. He is a robot, and he does the raping. <laughs> so we meet Vicky here, don't we? Oh, Hal, I mean... Oh, no, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, definitely Vicky. It's not Hal 9000 at all. <laughs> yeah, we meet our two female characters. Well, apart from Gigi, I guess. Sorry, mm. sorry, Gigi. Um, Dr. Calvin as well. The nearly autistically savant-esque <laughs> assistant. Yeah. Dr. Calvin and Dr. Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very specific joke. Yeah, there's some 90s humour for you right there. <laughs> I hate the bit where he meets Dr. Calvin and he's in a lift. Oh, that's when they first meet Vicky as well. Like, I was Hal, no, Vicky. Hal yeah. is uh, Vicky. Um... Yeah, if you've seen 2001, you can guess how this film ends. We've kind of given it away. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, don't ever watch iRobot. No, seriously, don't ever watch iRobot. Akiva Goldsman wrote it. Um, so yeah, this scene in the lift 
it's very Star Wars Episode 2. The backgrounds. Uh, it's like when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin are in the left at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Saved that. you from that nest of gundarks. Jiffed <laughs> <laughs> <a> film. <laughs> I think, though, to make this point about Will Smith is he's a little too jokey, but jokey in a I'm a man about town kind of Frank Sinatra kind of way instead of a John McClane world weary kind of way yeah yeah it's more kind of like sleazy <laughs> it's more like zingers isn't it? yeah. it's more like um, it's more like he's at a celebrity roast <laughs> yeah like one example of that would be when Vicky says, I've reduced traffic accidents by 9%, and he's like, oh great, like a 14-year-old. <laughs> like, that's a good thing. <laughs> How can you be against nine. that? <laughs> this is, a, is this not the same bit that he makes the um, the ex-wife joke as well? Yeah. And I'm like, Oof, that's, I'm sure, I'm sure they struggled to write an ex-wife joke. <laughs> or an ex-mother-in-law jokes. <laughs> well, that's back when he's in the car, isn't it? So it's like, um, oh, I'm going to put it to manual mo- driving mode. And she's like, you can't do that. He's like, you sound like my ex-wife. <laughs> oh, zinger. <laughs> One last thing that they find in that office, though, is the Hansel and Gretel book. Yeah, yeah. Which you think, Hansel and Gretel, how's that going to be significant? They leave a trail of breadcrumbs? Surely this movie can't be that bad that's going to use that. That's blatantly obvious. As a crime, he's going to have to follow clues. Oh, surely, Isn't that self-explanatory? Surely a Kiva Goldsman's not that bad a right <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I, I withdraw. <laughs> I withdraw my complaint from this film completely. <laughs> and the safety glass as well. Yeah. But he just throws the chair at the safety glass to say, this is safety glass, there's no way he could have thrown himself through it. It's like, well, you just pretty much nearly threw a chair through it because all the glass breaks. <laughs> it breaks. It, it, yeah, a chair's not the same as a human body. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're going for the little car ride as well, they go over the laws again and it's like, yeah, I've just seen them ten minutes ago. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> In a voiceover. <laughs> Thanks, Akiva Goldsman, for ramming the point hole. <laughs> I'm not sure we're quite getting this. Oh, no, wait. Now, now I've got it. That's fine. <laughs> Aye, they're looking for other cues in, the, in this apartment, aren't they? And they come across another character who's hiding... Where is he hiding? He's hiding in, like... A box of spares? He's hiding in, like... It's a bit like C-3PO's bath in the first hour. <laughs> or is he's hiding Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a robot wrecking yard. In a building. Because <laughs> he... He, like, they're questioning him as to why he's there and stuff the like robot. that. The robot? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Which is sunny. Yeah, we should explain the robot appears uh, after he realises that somebody must still be inside the room because otherwise the video footage was showing somebody coming in or leaving yeah. and he's pretty sure that it can't have went through. So then... So that only leaves a robot. And yeah. Mr. Robot Racist is all over a, that. Because he's a rebasist. <laughs> rebasist. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Sonny takes a jump through the window. Yeah. And Will Smith runs downstairs and is downstairs <laughs> in like three seconds. <laughs> That's what all that working out will do for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he shoots him, doesn't he? He nicks him. Yeah, he does. So there's like a trail of silver blood. Of <laughs> silver blood, yeah. <laughs> And she's, she's Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surely there's a contamination risk. 
So then the... Chase him to a factory full of robots which look identical to Sonny. So he just basically joins... Joins... Joins them. Somehow manages to hide himself. (laughs) That's... Yeah. This is like Batman but worse. You know the bit in Batman, the first one, where he's in the League of Shadows getting trained, mm-hmm. and uh, all the people are wearing exactly the same, yeah, and they're like turning around, right and he nicks one eventually to kind of like mark him. Mm-hmm. It's... Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's but in this, it's Will Smith pulling guns on robots, <laughs> shooting them straight in the face. Yeah. The psycho that he is. <laughs> I'm going to shoot every one of these robots until you come out, and there's a thousand of them. <laughs> I've got enough bullets. <laughs> Apparently. I've got Judge Dredd's gun. <laughs> you said to ricochet and get them all at once. <laughs> so they eventually find them, don't they? Yeah. And then he gets, he manages to get outside, but by this point, backups arrived, and they manage to catch him in like a net, <laughs> a high tech, futuristic <laughs> net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a net, isn't it? <laughs> It's a net with weights. <laughs> I like the bit though where he grabs Will Smith and he goes, What am I? <laughs> so, great. Thanks for setting up the theme of the film. Oh, he seems more human than the rest of them. <laughs> what do you think of the effect on him? Because it was Sunny. using the same effect as Gollum used. And he does move very like Gollum, I think. Yeah, I think he moves in a way that is portrays that he's a robot, but he's, mm. his face and stuff looks realistic enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there is some terrible CGI in this film later on. Oh, yes, there is. This bit is alright, actually. Like, I don't mind the robots. There's no they've done a lot of work on the robots. That's maybe why they didn't hire Emilio Estevez for this part, though, because he was Spent also money on As um, he would have to move quite fast, so Alan Tudyk was in better shape than Emilio <laughs> Estevez, I think. <laughs> they take Sonny back to the police station for an interrogation. That's right. <laughs> Because that's going to work, because he's able to do that. <laughs> I, I don't so understand. that's almost like them complicitly agreeing with Will Smith that he has enough free will to have done something, though. Yeah. To... Which doesn't make sense at all. No. <laughs> um, and that's essentially what the lawyers come in and say, isn't it? Yeah. But this isn't until... But they let Will Smith... Known robot hair. The fact there's a bit we didn't even mention earlier where two cops are like... <laughs> There's the guy that hates robots. <laughs> Doesn't think robots helps us. Thinks robots harm us. What a Wally! <laughs> big Wally, like big Wally. <laughs> yeah, so they let him in for an interrogation, which was no way in any world imaginable in any that future. would happen. <laughs> Yeah, let the racist guy in to interrogate the black guy, will you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out fine. <laughs> you know that misogynist cop? Let him in to interrogate that woman. <laughs> <laughs> I do like quite like, though, where Sonny, where he's saying to Sonny, could you, you know, create this masterpiece of music? Could you oh, paint a canvas? Yeah. And he's like, well, could you do that? <laughs> <laughs> he calls him on his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> This is a bit I mentioned in the last episode, though, where he does get a bit Tommy Wiseau. I did not murder him. I did not. How could you say that? I do like it when he, they rile him up to the point that he gets angry, though. 
Although it yeah. kind of portrays the rest of the film. And he, he smacks his hands down on the table and puts a big massive dent in it. <laughs> I don't I don't hate the interrogation scene. I think it's okay actually. I, I find it a bit weird when he says he talks about how much he's like, Oh I love Doc because I love Doctor Lanning, I would never kill him. <laughs> I love him. He built me personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tommy Waisu from the film The Room, that is him. Look him <laughs> off on Google and then compare the two and it's him. <laughs> I love Dr. Lanning. I love him. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it's like an effeminate German, is that? Yeah. It's more Alan Tudyk. It's more, he's pretty much doing the same voice he did in Dark of the Moon, really, <laughs> at this bit. Yeah, so Bruce Greenwood comes in with his lawyers, which you'd think he wouldn't even need them. No. He wouldn't have been able to just point out the logic of, this is a robot. <laughs> it cannot do these things. So if... If you were making a cop film and you wanted to make it as cliched as possible, Ross, and someone just had a failed interrogation, Ooh. where would you be sitting next? I would send them to the bar. Oh, oh you master, <laughs> masterful writing there, Kiva Goldsman. <laughs> because even in the future, bars exist. <laughs> and he smokes. Even in the future, they've still not managed to get rid of smoking in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um... I like I love the bit where he talks about his converses here as well. Hey, look at my trainers. 1995 vintage converse. Yeah, because I'm sure they stopped making them. Because they became <laughs> unpopular and didn't go with 99% of the clothes that most people wear. <laughs> We'd like to thank the lawyers for that line. In the <laughs> converses lawyers. <laughs> Did you notice the name of the bar? No, I didn't. It's the Ovaltine Bar. <laughs> <laughs> the beef drink bar <laughs> it's weird though because it looks like he's drinking True Blood from the show True, True Blood, Blood. <laughs> it's the same bottle do you know that's how he pays yeah like just puts his his credit card down do you know you know that we have that technology now mm-hmm. it's quite cool it's just like an oyster card <laughs> <laughs> it's an oval team card <laughs> it's a future version <laughs> So after that, though, if if I had had if I had had my cop go to a bar and be a bit frustrated, where would you have him go next? Would he go to a spooky mansion? <laughs> yes, he would go and do more work. He wouldn't go home. Yeah, at four a.m. No, <laughs> well, no, he turns up to that house at before eight p.m. Yeah, because the robot gets changed. Oh, to 8 course, yeah. So what time is he drinking? I don't know. <laughs> So he must finish work at... He must be an early shift. Well, he goes there and drinking any drives there. I guess He's drink driving. <laughs> Does he go put it on automatic? Oh, maybe he maybe doesn't put it on automatic, yeah. Maybe that's how they get around drink driving in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just put your car on autopilot. Taxi drivers are at work because of these robots. <laughs> Do you like... Um, I, I really like the demolition bot. I, it looks like, really cool. I like the bit where the door slams behind him when he first goes in. <laughs> it's like something from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Oh, the demolition bot is cool. Yeah, you know another bit that I find really strange at this bit is he basically he makes probably a rookie mistake for, with someone's internet browser history. He's like, I'm going to watch the last video that he watched at midnight when he's home in his house. Yeah, he barely ever went home to his house. Just at like 12 o'clock at night for about a half hour and then he always came back to work. I'm just going to click on this video. See what... 
But weirdly, it's not porn. <laughs> Unlike ninety percent of the population. Yeah. <laughs> it's him giving a bit of plot plot exposition. Yeah. He was watching himself giving a speech. <laughs> he was like such a narcissist. <laughs> oh, I look so good at this masturbating <laughs> while watching a video of himself. Oh my god, I look so good in this light. Look at me being all broody. <laughs> yeah, because he's introducing, oh, there's ghosts in the machine, which means they could be sentient. Yeah, because that's how it works. <laughs> you just sentient just creates itself, apparently. <laughs> and there's a really horrible horror movie style jump cut with a cat. like a jump scare where yeah. the cat jumps into the frame do you know what I thought when I saw the cat though that uh, Friday the 13th part 8 Jason takes Manhattan would have been proud of that moment <laughs> no I looked at the cat and went you better watch out cat I've seen what he does to dogs <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what he says to the cat yeah it's not going to work out you're a cat I'm black what <laughs> you said He's, he's not only a racist, he's a racist as well. He's racist against his own race. Black people can't have cats. What are you on about? That stinks of an Akiva Goldsman line. Yeah. Hey, Ross, do you smell that? It smells like an Akiva, Akiva Goldsman line. <laughs> You're a cat, I'm black. Ooh. <laughs> Did you smell that? Yeah, so the robot wastes the house, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And he and, does save the cat. And where does he go? Does he go to hospital? Uh, no. Does That's... he go to the police station? <laughs> no, no. Where would be the most cliched place for him to go to imaginable? Ooh. A love interest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've not seen them for a bit. And he... It's weird. He must ring... He rings the doorbell and then positions himself in such a way that his bleeding head is really obvious. <laughs> Look at my head! Right, man, I've got to see head! <laughs> <laughs> no hospital, no. I, I didn't even write anything for this next bit. It was just well, so boring. <laughs> I had one of my least favourite movie cliches in it, where really? someone comes into frame. Is this guy bothering you? No. Insert character name, was just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you mention that? <laughs> but uh, the only other thing that I noticed about this scene, which is just basic Akiva Goldsman. It's time for up. Yeah. <laughs> Plot running down the drain. <laughs> um, is when Will Smith walks out, he makes a point to look at the robot's arse. <laughs> he does indeed. He's like, he tilts his head to the side and looks down <laughs> as he walks past the robot. Like, that robot's kind of built. My robot arm could grip on his robot behind quite easily there. a good squeeze. <laughs> Yeah, so he has another dream, revealing a little bit more information. It's kind of like, um, didn't Akiva Goldsman use this in I Am Legend to slowly reveal the story of his wife as well? Yeah. This is Akiva Goldsman's favourite thing to do. Didn't he use it for Batman working out that the whole thing about the bat as well in Batman Forever? Yeah, he slowly slowly teased it out, didn't he? This is his favourite, favourite thing in writing, isn't it? Let's have them haunted by something that we can use several times to fill the space. <laughs> to slowly reveal bit by bit until the audience are so bored with it they don't care one way or another. <laughs> so dull. He walks past, he sees a robot on the street, 
He sees a robot at Gigi's making a pie for her. <laughs> you know why? Because Grandma's got a brand new butt. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe a good point to mention that isn't there something really wrong about the subtext in this film of he's he's not happy with the slaves <laughs> and the fact that they might get enough power to take over and have their own thoughts and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that subtext kind of wrong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> These uppity new robots. <laughs> These uppity slaves that want yeah. their own thoughts and feelings. <laughs> it's really bad, actually. Well, I suppose it wouldn't would, be as bad if... You wouldn't want one of those robot slaves making a pie for your <laughs> grand, would you? You wouldn't want to marry one of those robots, would you? Why have you got one inside the house? <laughs> God knows what else that robot's doing as well. Yeah. <laughs> Gigi is using that robot. He's got a fabric function. <laughs> she did used to borrow Will Smith's arm for the night. Oh. She just asked no questions. <laughs> Gigi, why does this smell like pies? <laughs> I was just using it for mixing my mix. <laughs> I'm glad you went that way with that joke. <laughs> we could have gone well, much more disgusting with that joke. <laughs> so we see uh, the first visit with Sonny before he's decommissioned, don't we? I like this bit because in two separate sentences, which are very close to each other in the script, he says to Dr. Calvin, who's the Mich- Mich- Bridget Monaghan, <laughs> Michelle... I don't know. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> I was going to call her Michelle Monaghan, but she's the one from the party, isn't she? Yeah. But, um, yeah, he says to her, oh, I was dreaming. And then, pretty much soon after, really glad to see you again. <laughs> As if he'd just seen her in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> we know what he was dreaming <laughs> Is this where he draws the picture? Yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, Will Smith comes in to, to visit him and he, he goes, can you draw me what you've been dreaming? Mm-hmm. And apparently he's just been dream- dreaming one solid image. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can draw the whole dream in one image. <laughs> this is this this picture kind of sums up the dream quite nicely, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's the man on the hill, isn't there? Yes. Who is him? But, but it's not. not. <laughs> well, we'll get into that later. It's, but it's not. <laughs> no. But it's, he, say, he says that it's Will Smith. Yeah, he? he says it's Will Smith. Man. Cal. Is his name Cal? Detective. Dale Spooner. Dale Spooner. Yeah. Detective Dale. <laughs> Sounds like a coffee place. Hey, this is Detective Dale. <laughs> you can't see that too quick, can you? Detective Dale. <laughs> Detective Dale. Come in for a cup of joe. <laughs> Then that cuts to him in the Audi again. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's not the car, it's the Audi. <laughs> and he's reading through Bruce Greenwood and Dr. Lanning's old emails. Mm-hmm. By the way, let's mention this scene again later. Because this scene makes no sense with the plot twist later. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll think about the plot twist later. And the fact that he is the one realising that he's reading these emails and does something about it. I can't really remember why he's reading the emails. He's reading the emails to see what Dr. Lanning and Bruce Greenwood's character were saying to each other. Mm-hmm. And what does he discover? He doesn't really discover anything. 
Right. But Bruce Greenwood is always like, well, let's stop this. Let's cap this before it even starts. So he sends some robots after him. But later we find out Bruce Greenwood's not even behind it. Yeah. So why the hell was he even caring that... Unless Vicky set him up. <sighs> that's, that's a stretch. Yeah, and that's that's credit in the script with more than that's a key. Due. That's crediting a Kiva Goldsman yeah. <laughs> with thinking. That's, that's not right, Ross. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you apologise. It's like giving you apologise to a Kiva Goldsman. It's like giving robots freedom. I mean, <laughs> slaves. I mean, robots. <laughs> Yeah, so the evil NS5s come by in their truck and attack. In their transporter from Star Wars Episode 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Identical. <laughs> um, the evil NS5s, which glow red yeah. when they're uplinked to Vicky. Vicky. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Vicky's kind <fine> all. <clears throat> but you just think, oh, it's bad, because they're red. Just like because the Sith yeah, Lords Lord's lightsabers are red. It's basically done this scene to make it seem like Bruce Greenwood's behind it, even mm. though it makes no sense that he's behind it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's not behind it. He's not. And yet, <laughs> and yet, I, I just don't get this at all. This film is really confusing to me. Well, we have the influence of another film again, don't we? Which is well, it came, the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, because this tunnel fight. It's like, almost exactly the same as the one that um, was in Darnay after this. Yeah, I think it is. But you but can compare the two and see which one looks better because they are almost like that. Chase in the tunnel in Batman Begins, though, isn't it? Yeah, when but but the bit where the car crashes mm-hmm. and he, and he ends up getting out on the wee bike. Yeah, that is almost identical because Will Smith ends up crashing his car and ends up having to get out and have a fight then it's like almost identical do you notice um, and which one would you rather watch (laughs) (laughs) did you notice what you can always see even when it's crushed (laughs) is it the Audi badges by any chance (laughs) because this is where we find out that Will Smith is part robot himself don't we yes he's got his he's got his robot arm Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he punches a hole in this like the cement road and I was like what the fuck (laughs) Because it's not made revealed at this point. You, you didn't see that coming when I'm yeah. exercising his arm every day. Just thought it was something he'd pulled. Yeah, and he I had did. like he had like lines across his chest where it was obviously like attached. I just thought he may have. Some I was scars. just looking too I much. It was a tattoo, to be honest. I just thought I was looking too much at his abs. <laughs> <laughs> that was to throw you off the scent. <laughs> yeah. Look at these man boobs. Yeah. So yeah, this is the real the reveal that he's a robot, which is why he hates them. And then only because he is one. Because <laughs> yeah, he's a self-hating robot. He's <laughs> a nihilist. <laughs> so he's an, he, he was a nihilist. Friends were a narcissist, <laughs> and they all rode around in a narwhal. <laughs> I love it when the captain shows up. Though it's like, I want your badge and gun. Well, here's my badge, but I'm not, I'm not sure where my gun is. Sorry about that. I love that that just then cut to like a kid play with his gun. Hey, a cop's gun. Bang, bang. We get the hair in a can scene. I mean, skin in a can scene, don't we? Yeah. Because he goes back to his apartment. Because you've got the kind of two intercut here, which is why Will Smith hates robot scene with Sonny revealing that he has a heart. <laughs> yeah. If only I had a heart. 
Does it not? Let's like... walk down the yellow brick road. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like a second positronic brain or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's positronic brains from you know what Star Trek. Will Smith is a real uncaring <laughs> robot in this film. Yes. <laughs> right, before we get any further, do you want to stop for a game? Yeah. Right. So for this week's game, from us referencing uh, iRobot as iRobot, as in A Y E, in a Scottish way. I have taken some famous robots lines of dialogue from films and then written them out in Scots and I'm going to deliver them and you've got to guess who the robot is and what film it is. Okay, go for it. The first one is... I'll see you to the chief hen whether I've got a hair or not. Beehive, eh? Let her try and have a square go. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That is the Tin Woodsman from... The Wizard of Oz, ah. which you just remembered. Whether I've got a hair or no. Ah. Uh, see. Oh, damn. <laughs> Is he a robot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a list, a, list, a list of famous robots. Okay. How else did he do insides work? <laughs> <laughs> right, this one I think you'll get from the, the bit of dialogue I'm going to deliver first. So, some a doctor says to this robot, Do you understand the mechanism, Robbie? Aye, man, it's a gun, you idiot. Is the reply Robbie the robot? Correct. From Is that um, Lost in Space? No. Yeah. 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 Lost in Space? Yeah. Uh, a woman in the scene says, They're coming after us. And the robot says, Stop deed, stop deed, stop deed. I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, the Daleks <laughs> from Doctor Ray. <laughs> <laughs> this one is. Chief, the chance of you getting Rindy rocks is slim. About 3,720 to 1. That's C-3PO in The Empire Strikes Back. Correct. <laughs> right, this one isasn't really changed much. It's just in a Scottish accent and I'm very impressed if you can work out. Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls. Into outer space. <laughs> I've no idea. That is Johnny Five from Short <laughs> Circuit 2. <laughs> the Giants. Right, this one, uh, a woman says to the person, Oh God, I was scared. I was so scared. Thank you. And then the robot says to back to her, Hen, you're not feeling right. I'll tell a rape crisis centre. Robocop? Correct. Well done. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this one you might... You might know just from your love of this film. You left me no choice, bro. Um, oh, is that um, Data? No? No. No, that's all I can think of now. Optimus Prime. Oh, of course. <laughs> but that was from the rubbish Transformers. Yeah, that's what I, I just, when I say that, I was like, no, nah, that's the one he doesn't look. <laughs> right, I'd be impressed if you don't get this one. I want your clays, your shin, and that scooter. Terminator from Terminator. <laughs> T-800 from Terminator. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Well done, Grant. Thank you. Several points out of some other points. <laughs> That's my favourite amount to get. That was a good game. Some like points. <laughs> that was a good idea. Right. So, yeah, it's now Will Smith tells the full story of what happened. Yeah. To him that day where he got saved by a robot that made him hate him from then on. Yeah, because she comes into his apartment, eh? The the doctor. That's who he tells the story to. 
mm-hmm. about why he hates the robots, why he's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> why he chooses to wear a 12-year-old girl's necklace as well. <laughs> <laughs> and she uses this as an excuse to grope on, basically. She does, <laughs> yeah. She's got her hands all over those abs. <laughs> but then again... Yeah. If you were in that situation, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reversed. I would do the same. <laughs> but you know, you know how he took that little twelve-year-old girl's necklace and is now still wearing it. Yeah, I'd love to see the flashback to the scene of him asking for that necklace. <laughs> can, can I take that <laughs> so I can wear that? See that that body in that coffin <laughs> <laughs> at the funeral. Yeah. It's open casket, is he? <laughs> As he's walking past, he just grabs it. It's like you were in the curb where he, the guy gets buried with Larry's driver. Oh, yeah. And he tries to get the driver back. It'd be like that, yeah. He's trying to get the necklace. Yeah. He yeah, tells so- it in such a weird way, though, the story. He like he starts at the end and then goes to the middle and then the start. and It's all weird. But I don't understand why he hates robots as a result of him being saved by a robot because a robot had worked out that he had the most chance of living. I mean, where is this? Because, you know, he hates robots because a robot saved his life, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) And not another girl? But he's like, oh, but a human would never do that. A human would always go for a little girl and not me. (laughs) I I would be much happier if a human had tried to save me and I died. And the little girl had also died. (laughs) Because she didn't have enough chance of living. (laughs) That would suit him just fine. (laughs) Yeah, so then they work out they're leaving the trail of breadcrumbs, eh? Mm. So then, the Hello. next place he goes is the whatever it's called, the office of Bruce. Bruce Greenwood. Greenstein. And this is had one of the only jokes in the film that I laughed at. It's where Bruce Greenwood has a big rant at him and he says, "Yeah, I don't know what blithely means." But... <laughs> <laughs> I like it when he, he barges in though, and then the guys grab him, and he's like, "No!" And instead of saying, "Let him speak," he says, "Let him express himself." <laughs> Give him that canvas and let him draw. <laughs> I shall express myself in dance. <laughs> By the way, it wasn't Steve the Beef in this film. No? <laughs> I don't know. Am I thinking of Constantine? <laughs> I think he was in that for longer. <laughs> but he does do the same. Like, he disappears for ages in Constantine, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he comes in the end. Do you know what um, what what do you think of the, the fresh Pincy Belair style line where he's sitting down and he's sneezing and he goes, what's wrong? Like, he would ask somebody that if they were sneezing and he goes, oh, sorry, I'm just allergic to bullshit. Fresh Prince right there. <laughs> Some horrific acting. <laughs> horrific writing, actually. Then we have Sonny going to get decommissioned, don't we? Oh, of course, yeah. And we have a slow-mo death walk. <laughs> he's, like, walking down the corridor to get killed. And why show that in slow motion? <laughs> Especially when you later find out it's not even really happening. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. Well, it's not Sunny, is it? It's like yeah. a, a replacement robot. She like swaps them out, don't she? Will it hurt? That is pretty heartbreaking, though. That scene. We like Sunny's the only one I've liked so far. Yeah. At least he drew a nice drawing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he was obviously having a nice dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Will Smith nips off to free the old robots, the NS4s, but it's too late because all the NS5s are there killing them all. Well, yeah, because he doesn't—he still doesn't really understand. He just knows that that's a place that 
mm-hmm. they decided to change into it. But, but you remember when he watches that video of them at that site and they're like, they're doing a big speech and they're like, yes, this is going to be a new development site. And they go there and all this is just a bunch of storage containers. <laughs> Like, yeah, corporations. He turns, he turns, Will Smith turns James Cromwell on again. <laughs> How does he do it, Grant? He brings his abs out. <laughs> it worked for that girl there, like. He presses his buttons. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and he, he basically just reca- recaps the plot a little. <laughs> You've asked the right question. <laughs> <laughs> James Cromwell going I might as well just overact this as much as possible you've asked the right question <laughs> why yeah. and here's the when pause st- here's when Steve the Beef shows back up again because the NS5 start taking over on the streets as well and he leads a revolution against the robots did that happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> within one minute of screen time <laughs> It cuts to the, him being shoved over by an NS5, cuts back to Will Smith, then cuts back to Steve the Beef, leading a whole army against the <laughs> NS5 robots with a wrench or something. I'm going to yeah. get those. Okay, I just the like NS5's, the fact that it gets hit at one point. Yeah, I, did, I appreciate that as well. And uh, they also attacked the police station, which yeah. I thought they killed all the cops, but no, all the cops are just fine later. But do you like the the fact that the police chief commissioner has a shotgun? Yeah. He should always have a shotgun, shouldn't he? Not just a gun. That would be boring. It has to be a full-on shotgun. Sawn off, preferably. Yeah, so... um, NS5s are attacking his friends in the police station. They're attacking his other friend, Steve the Beef, on the street. They're attacking... He knows Gigi has one. He's grand. Yeah, yeah. Where does he go? To work. (laughs) He just goes to the, the hub, doesn't he? No, he goes to the chick. To rescue the chick Because apparently he knew she was in more danger than all those other people he cared about. Well, no, doesn't he go there because he needs access to the, whatever it is, the NPR or whatever. The USR. USR, yeah. Not the NPR. (laughs) That's a a radio station in America, isn't it? (laughs) You know Steve the Beef leading the revolution? Did he be fair to the nickname him? Shea the Beef? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about bad puns. See when they were going to put a when they were going to put Sunny down. Mm-hmm. I did think, is this his sunset? <laughs> <laughs> Off he has a sunny set. <laughs> <laughs> he rescues what's her face from <laughs> Doctor What's Her Face from the Bridget Moon. <laughs> Bridget Michelle or whatever. <laughs> Bridget Michelle Douglas. <laughs> um, so he saves her. And then they go to join the revolution on the streets with... What does he bring? Uh, is that when he brings his... Motorbike. Bluetooth headset. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what I hate about things set in the future? And Star Trek's really bad for this, especially Star Trek Voyager, Tom Paris, oh. is people who are obsessed with this time... Like things from now, yeah, real, yeah. real now, not future now. Yeah. yeah, and like he's like, oh, he's you know he's a petrol head. He's got a motorbike. He's got his converses. He's always going on about, oh, I wish I could drive the car. <laughs> huh, you don't understand. It's not voice operated. It's got a remote control. Yeah, he brings the bike, and what does he do with the bike? <laughs> he wastes a <some> bike. <laughs> yes, he does. When he could have just shot. <laughs> 
he's like, like this trailer for this film is going to be pretty boring. I better do a bike jump. <laughs> <laughs> it was just chat. It was just circumstance. There was actually a ramp there, and then he just went <laughs> off the ramp, fell off the bike, and it was handy. Because all he does is he jumps to then land and shoot the robot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not land. He jumps off the bike to shoot the robot. But she could just ride on the bike and shoot the robot. I can tell you, travelling through the air, you don't pick up speed. You decrease in speed. But if you're going along the ground, you can keep increasing the speed, thus getting there quicker than jumping. And now they have to run to the USR building instead of taking a bike there. <laughs> because they say to Stay of the Beef, right, Stay of the Beef, go home to your bed. And he does... He does. He's like, okay, my two minutes of screen time are over. I've got my paycheck. I'll see you next. See you in Constantine. You know what? But I do actually like in this latter bit, this latter stages is um, the kind of bit of comedy that goes on between Steve and Will when she, like the Doctor woman, shoots one of the robots that's coming up behind them, and Steve goes, "She just shot at you with her eyes closed," and he just kind of stops and goes. Did you shoot me with your right That was a genuine bit that I did laugh at. I think Steve the Beef is actually quite good at stuff like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, and the, you can see them reacting. playing off each other seems to be yeah. actually quite good. He's better at reacting to humans than he is to <laughs> robots that you can't see, though. Yeah. Which he always seems to be forced to do in this film in Transformers. <laughs> Tennis balls. <laughs> On sticks. <laughs> Oh, so Sonny's alive. Oh, Sonny's alive after all. He's not dead. All that needless slow motion earlier. <laughs> Just and, extending the film's runtime. And did you see those uh, service areas that they mentioned earlier on that didn't have security cameras in them coming into use later on? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, what fascinating state of affairs. Because <laughs> they find... Um, Bruce Greenwood, whose character's name's Robertson. Well, let's mention the bit where Sonny tells them how... Eh, Sonny, even, tells them how many steps they have to go up. Mm. And they go up all those steps, get to the top, get out, aren't out of breath, haven't sweated <laughs> a thing, like a, a bead of sweat, and they look fine. <laughs> like 3,000 steps later, I would not be okay. <laughs> well... Will Smith's in pretty good shape, so I could understand him. And Sonny's a robot, so I could understand him. <laughs> But a scientist, come on. <laughs> Somebody that sits on the back side all day. Yeah. <laughs> and gets an NS5 to do everything yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, so Bruce Greenwood slash Robertson, because that's his character's name apparently, because I've written it in my notes for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. What a twist. Vicky is behind it all. Oh. And that bit with Bruce Greenwood being behind it all earlier. Yeah, <laughs> just forget about that, will you? Kind of doesn't make sense, does <laughs> yeah. So Bruce Greenwood was being controlled by Vicky? Question mark. <laughs> was he a prisoner like uh, James Cromwell's character was a prisoner? Or was he just genuinely angry that his emails were being hacked? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been the case. Could've he didn't the send NS fives after them at all. He was just like, for fuck's sake, not again. <laughs> Stupid nosy cops. <laughs> what I'm confused about is, well, I mean, the NS5s start storming the building here. Because they work out how they're going to kill By Vicky. the way, you know how Bruce Greenwood once played JFK? Mm-hmm. Isn't that ironic that he's ended up a patsy like Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> yes, it is ironic. <laughs> In no way at all. <laughs> Although those two things are not correlated. 
But if you look back on it, like it's so obvious that Vicky's behind it all because she is the you mean, you mean Hal. <laughs> I mean Hal. Sorry, Hal Nine Thousand. <laughs> Hal Nine Thousand's girlfriend, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> this is my girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Sonny grabs Calvin. I am going to shoot. I am in league with you, Vicky. Calvin's Could like... this possibly be a double bluff? That would be the most surprising plot twist uh, ever. Maybe. Oh, look. Ross, you'll never believe it. Oh, that was a double bluff. Oh, I didn't see it coming. Oh, Akiva, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> what I don't understand is when all those robots are attacking and they're trying to fend them off. Yeah. Since when did they, did did Vicky go online and find some karate tutorial videos to like <laughs> upload to the NS fives? Why do the NS fives take such a convoluted way, by the way, to get to them? Why don't they just run through the building? I Why think, do they climb think, on top of the building and smash through it? <laughs> I think somebody went like they're the Incredible Hulk or something. Well, it looks like spiders, doesn't it? <sighs> I wonder if that was what it was. Spiders not the first time in Will Smith's career either. There's a giant robotic spider from Wild Wild West as well. It's a great film. By great, I mean pish. (laughs) Yeah, so Sonny runs off to get the nanites to solve it all. It's turned into Star Trek The Next Generation all of a sudden. I understand now why he's got a thicker alloy in his arms and all this. Vicky does say futile as well, like the Borg. Yeah, yeah, resistance is futile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and... I guess they needed some more shots for the trailer because Will Smith just starts randomly jumping around <laughs> shooting. <laughs> and ends up having to jump like all the way down because there's the, the bit that's reminiscent of when he was saved, isn't there? This is like... Um, I find this bit very like um, Star Trek First Contact. Yeah. Data's got to kill the, all the Borg at the end. Mm. Yeah. I'm not saying this film's derivative or anything, but <laughs> Akiva Goldsmith did write it. <laughs> so we have him doing some skydiving, don't we? <laughs> and his, his robotic well, hand though, comes in handy again for some reason. It's weird though, because they're just kind of, at first, before the robots actually attack them, they're just kind of standing around while Sonny does everything. <laughs> they're just kind of like, oh, um, how long do you think Sonny will be there? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've got this, this Rubik's Cube on this uh, this PC console if you want to show which is like playing with it while he's doing all the work. Yeah, so, but what choice do they leave Sonny, Sonny with? You've either got to kill Vicky or save the girl. And of course, he chooses to save the girl to show that robots can think like humans after all, yeah. and Will Smith was wrong to be a racist all along. <laughs> a rebatist. <laughs> Thank you for beating us over the head with the themes of this film like a blunt cudgel. <laughs> so apparently it's ow, okay, to, it's okay to let the slaves away. <laughs> Is that what it's saying? As long as they can think for themselves, release the slaves. <laughs> as long as they're not being controlled by a master evil robot. <laughs> Do you know what I After they've killed Vicky and they go back up to the office for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I guess this film isn't over. Let's go. They're like, how can we make this victory obvious? I know, we'll have jets fly overhead. <laughs> we were late earlier yeah, on when we needed them. That's weird, isn't it? I mean, what, what It's very jets, patriotic, isn't it? What are those jets there to do? Is, is Will Smith's character from Carpet Independence Ball? Day in one of those jets? Yeah, that's kind of what you were thinking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then Sonny reveals that he's the one that killed James Cromwell's Dr. Lanning. Yeah, but only because he made him promise. <laughs> 
Surely he's not got that much free will. <laughs> okay. If you, I, you've got to pinky swear on this one, study. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> so you killed Dr. Lanning. He did make me pinky swear. <laughs> and that's binding. <laughs> he double dared me. <laughs> turned around and touched the ground (laughs) (laughs) so does this make them friends well they do start shaking hands yeah I'd love I'd love it if they started kissing (laughs) just went on a full on (laughs) snog in the face of each other Sonny and Will Smith I mean by the way yeah yeah so um, (laughs) so that guy goes and leads the robots Sonny Sonny Braham Lincoln (laughs) goes to lead the slave uprising on the much promised sequel which probably even though it's on a Will Smith's IMDb still won't happen do you know what I noticed in the the credits the great bit in the credits right at the end of the credits you know you have that bit you know the actions and events in this are fictitious it also has a bit that says all brands and firms within this film are fictitious no they're not (laughs) Converse and Audi aren't pictures we've seen them enough times to know that (laughs) I'm pretty sure they exist in the real world and I'm pretty sure I want to go buy them now (laughs) so yeah right then Grant where is your jump to shark there was a theme in this film yeah which I've not picked up on so far okay there's the kind of slave theme yeah there's another one of communism alright and the thing that made me think of this was the USR building USSR yeah, yeah, yeah. and when the robots turn evil i.e. the robots being people that blindly follow the person that's in charge of in them charge. They go what red. colour do they turn? Yeah, they turn yeah, red like commies like commies yeah so I was thinking let's I, explore this <laughs> no I was thinking well like I really hate this yeah because it's just it's completely relevant in this day and age for a, for a subtext you know what I mean that's true <laughs> and I'm not surprised more people haven't picked up on it. This is a completely out of date subtext. <laughs> as soon as. So, my jump the shark moment is when the Berlin Wall came down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, when Vicky gets killed, I suppose. <laughs> so, really, it's Vicky slash Harlan 9000 slash Stalin. <laughs> no, I guess my jump the shark moment would be when they first start turning red. Because this is what brings this theme into the film. So, I think when the they, very first, the very first time they turn red is when they start attacking his car. From there, the Batman begins the ba- the Dark Knight moment when it's in the tunnel and they start attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the first time you find out the red means evil. Mm-hmm. Because before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good. I'm going to go for a much more base, <laughs> base jump to the shark moment. I hate the bit, and it's the same problem I had with Wolverine. It's where, how are we going to take out this helicopter? I know we'll jump up to take it. It's like, how are we going to take out this robot? I know, I'll throw this bike at it. <laughs> no, that's a stupid idea, and nobody, even in the wildest fleeting moment, would ever think, I'll use this bike to take out that robot. They would just shoot the robot. That must be the first time, the longest time that your moment's been after mine. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all varying levels of not so great all the way through the film, but that is, to me, is the death knell when it starts to really 
it's just naff after that. You can you saw it coming from long before that as well. You know what's going to happen, especially if you've worked out that Hal is the bad guy. You know what's you mean. Becky is the bad girl. It's <laughs> a bad girl. You're a bad girl. <laughs> She's the bad girl. <laughs> yeah, just nah. It wasn't great. Our music is Mr. Beeps, A Thousand Furious Bees. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M-I-S-T-E-R-B-E-E-P. So, that's us. So what's the Twitter, Ross? At Don't Jump Shark. Facebook? Don't Jump the Shark Fun Podcast. Website? Oh, we don't have one. Do one. <laughs> Better cut that. <laughs> <laughs> um, email? Uh, don't jump the And thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks for all your positive feedback on the last episode. Yep. And thanks for all the downloads over the past year. That's been 20,000 downloads just coming up. So thanks very much. 19,000 were me. <laughs> 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 I've been stockpiling them in case of nuclear war. I'm not really sure how these audio things work. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we tell them about uh, what film we've got coming up next? Yes. Next time on Don't Jump the Shark, Halloween. Oh no, look out behind you, there's a maniac with a knife. (laughs) What day is this film set on? I think Rob Zombie should be castrated and never allowed to direct another film. (laughs) That's us. Bye. See you later. Smith, and you know you are. Robotic arm, and you fight the robots. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a boom production.